The Philippines and South Korea are 2,600 kilometers apart, yet the ties between these two sovereign nations are as close as that of two brothers sharing a bunk bed. Bilateral relations started in March 1949, when the Philippines was the first Asian state to give diplomatic relations to South Korea, a little over six months after its establishment on the 15th of August in 1948. A year later, the friendship was cemented with the deployment of the Philippine Expeditionary Force to Korea during the Korean War in the 1950s to help South Korea defend itself from the invasion of the North. At Busan, still another nation joins the growing UN command as 1,200 men of a crack Philippine regimental combat team come ashore. Over the years, the two countries continue to be close diplomatic and military allies. They are also significant economic partners in terms of trade, immigration, and tourism. Prior to COVID-19, one in four tourists strolling the streets of Bonifacio Global City or swimming the beaches of Cebu come from South Korea. And there are approximately 93,000 South Koreans currently living in the Philippines for business, studies, or leisure. Filipino way of life has always been a melting pot of different cultures because of our deep-rooted colonial past. But it does not involve South Korea. Yet the way we eat our barbecue, drink our alcohol, dance the latest craze, or post on social media with a finger heart clearly have been heavily influenced by our Korean brothers and sisters. This then begs the question, exactly how Korean are Filipinos? In this episode of Banana Q Podcast, we have two extra special guests. One is a self-confessed BTS army, Max, and our dear Korean friend, Nare. We talk about Hallyu, or the Korean wave hitting in the Philippines, and how most people loved and fully embraced it into our own culture. I do apologize in advance because you will hear our doorbell in random portions of the conversation. Just goes to show that we are recording this in our living room and not in a proper soundproof studio. So without further ado, here's our conversation. Anyong hasayo, Banana Q Podcast. Ray, Anyong Anyong hasayo. The first guest you've heard her from our previous episode in the shopping episode, my very good friend, Max. Thank you, Ray. Yes. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. We invited Max because she's a self-confessed BTS fan. And what we are going to be talking about in this episode is how Koreans are Filipinos. How are we influenced by the Korean culture? And to get an added perspective, we actually invited a local. A local? <laughs> a local Korean. A local, a local Korean. here he is. <laughs> yes. And our good friend, Nare. Hi, Nare. Hi. Hi, Ray. Annyeong haseyo. Annyeong haseyo. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, no problem. It's our pleasure. Thank you very much for gracing this episode. Yes. Yes. So yes. we are going to be talking about four sections. But of course, there are a lot of rabbit holes when it comes to Korean culture. So let's just let it flow. Mm, mm. And probably since we just had lunch and we actually had a Korean lunch, Let's talk about how our food and beverage is influenced by, you know, Korean food. Mm. And the first thing that pops to my mind is kimchi. Mm. Kimchi is getting really, really mm. popular in the Philippines. 
And maybe, Nari, can you give us a context of kimchi? I always see it in almost every Korean restaurant. Do you eat that every meal? Well, for my case, I think I do. If I have kimchi, then I would just have it for every meal, like um, ramen or wow. rice with some side dishes or even with meat. I would just have kimchi. It's like a pickle, you know. I see. You just have it for like a little bit of um, refreshing taste. And it's actually good for your health too. I know. I, I've, I've seen the news that Koreans are one of the people that have very, very long life expectancy. Mm. And some people actually say it's because of the kimchi. It's the, <laughs> the I don't know. I don't know how true that is. You know that, like in Japan, mm -hmm. like people actually had a lot of kimchi's back in like April or May mm -hmm. when the pandemic started, because they thought that the kimchi ah. will help them to have more better immune system in the body. Like seriously, like good I, bacteria. I, I think I saw it on the newspaper. <laughs> They're like really saying that um, kimchi might help them to build a. Better, stronger was immune that system. Why, that's, was that why I couldn't find kimchi in the grocery at the start <laughs> of the pandemic? <laughs> Aside from like no toilet paper, there yeah. was no kimchi. Yes. And actually, natto was like also selling out. Maybe that was something that was happening. So people were looking for natural remedies, or yeah. not really remedies, but at least to a preventative um, mm -hmm. measure to yeah. keep, to boost up your immune system to fight off this thing that we you know we we all dread COVID nineteen. But in the Philippines, Max, what yeah. was what what kind of Korean food did you used to eat before? Oh man, a lot. I mean, even before I got into the whole like Hallyu K-pop kind of business, I've I didn't even realize it, but I was already kind of exposed to Korean culture because mm. um, like even like with school, because like a lot of a lot of Koreans come to the Philippines to study English because it's a cheaper option than like sending your kids to the states or Canada ah, yes. or like Australia, New Zealand, because like those are very also popular um, places to send your kids to to mm. learn English and, and be immersed in the culture. But like the Philippines is like a really nice like dupe country that you can bring, <laughs> that you can bring your kids to. Mm. I mean, it's still like it's still in Asia, but a lot of people speak English gotcha. and it's like everything's so much cheaper. Like the cost of living is not true. I actually have a lot of friends who went to Philippines to yeah. study English. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like I mean and also like you've got you can you can learn English and also like go to the beach at the same time, mm. which you can't really do in other countries. But that's really cool though. You you've mentioned a very good thing that one of the reasons why Korean culture has become very popular in the Philippines is because there's a influx, an oh, influx yeah. of Koreans trying yes. to learn English. Probably more economical yeah, than, definitely. than other places. But but you Nare, you speak English quite well and you didn't go to the Philippines. Where did you go to learn English? Should have gone to Philippines to learn my English. You should have. You should, um, have, should have gone, man. Should you have should have gone. gone. It would have been my more parents. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I didn't have a choice, you know. Okay. My parents decided to um, send me to U.S. because my dad relocated himself in mm. L.A. So Ooh. I basically followed him to California. Sunny weather, nice, nice people. But back then, I didn't speak any English. So I was just a 14-year girl, Korean girl, who doesn't really know that much of Korean. <laughs> I would only have very basic, you know, education then. So I don't know how to, like, speak or communicate with people, local people there. I was just there. And my dad would often force me to go out and just make friends with those white girls, <laughs> white boys. <laughs> I mean, as a 14-year girl who grew up in Korea, and my friends are Koreans, right? Yeah. They're all, like, Korean Asians. And I never had like a American friends before, so I was very shocked. And it was a new culture, new change. Yeah. But yeah, eventually survived mm. and came back. 
and you were there for only one and a half year, but then you speak English quite well. It's it's so you must have a very I don't know. Uh, oh wait, nah, yeah, I have a question about that. So mm. like mm. Y- you did say like you were only there for a year and a half, and then of course you were like fourteen, so you came back to Korea when you're like fifteen and a half, sixteen. How did you manage to maintain the the language? I would say like um after one year and a half when I came back to Korea, that's the time that I was most fluent in english even mm. even better than now i would be like more thinking and speaking in english um than now but i think one of the kids my mom who was in korea she decided to send me to foreign language school for my high school gotcha ah, that's why because that's they want those like learning to not to be like useless you know yeah. they yeah. want it to be my asset for future gotcha. <laughs> so they decided to send me to foreign language high school and i spent three years there you have a strong building block by being in la 14 years old and then when you were back in Korea you studied foreign language English in in high mm. school so oh may- maybe before we transition out of food I wanted to um, ask you Nare th- there's this phenomenon in the Philippines where people are watching Korean YouTubers just eating and mukbang, mukbang. show yeah mukbang show is that popular in Korea or is it just that it's huge it's huge it's a huge business it's a huge entertainment area these days yeah. If you scroll down the YouTube, um, Korean mukbang BJs, you will have tons of different people just eating in front of the camera I and a nice mic. And some people will just do it for ASMR, like uh, yeah, yeah, making like <laughs> some mouth-watering sound yeah. and just like very stimulating, like chicken biting sound. Mm. Because Korean people love food, they love eating food, and they yes. are serious about it. Mm. I guess that's that's what made like a one culture of mukbang mm. because people like to eat and they want like to share it with other people. Gotcha. It's something very easy for people to, you know, connect to. Mm. Mm. Koreans love drinking and we love drinking as well. Yes. Mm. And I, I noticed that most Korean food, there's a lot of side dishes it's it's like it it seems like it's like been programmed around alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like how how the food set up. Usually it's it's going to be spicy spicy foods. Ah, yes. And um, we love our spices as and well. And like yeah. a one pot dish that you can share with the other friends. Maybe one last topic on food is we enjoy eating food as Filipinos. But maybe one contrast would be our food is mostly unhealthy food. Oh yeah, that hell, yeah, yeah. But but junky. for yeah, it's very junky. There's a lot of I don't know salt and I, whatever. I whatnot. blame the Americans for that. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's something different. Uh, we Koreans and Filipinos we love eating, but mm. uh, what I like about Korean food is it's always almost always balanced. Yes, there's always side dishes. It's not just meat. You mm, always have vegetables, vegetables greens. And uh, yeah, and I think that's why it's also gaining a lot of popularity in the Philippines. Because like, mm. I mean, uh, if you look at Philippine cuisine, it's mostly just like pork. It's yeah. mostly yes. pork. Everything is deep fried. <laughs> yeah. and, rice. and rice. And rice. Exactly. Yes. And then, I mean, we do have vegetable dishes, but then they're not as popular as like our meat dishes and yeah. pork dishes and stews which is mostly still pork and oil and everything else but then if you look at korean cuisine it has all those elements that we have but in a much healthier yes <laughs> uh, uh what do you call this um variation like yeah. you've got some which is like quintessentially but but it's not deep fried it's grilled 
And then you get to wrap it up in leaves and yes. kimchi and, and some garlic. And some yes. garlic, exactly. So like, it's like if a reformed Filipino tried to be healthy but couldn't <laughs> let go of the pork. Like, yes. It's like, I'm still Filipino but I, I still want to eat my pork but live a healthier kind of life. So you, you have you, Korean food. You have Korean food to, to, to take from. So I think that's also why people are so like, when a group of friends want to go out and still want to like, you know, binge and, and just like, have a good time a lot of people opt for Korean food because it gives you the same comfort as Filipino food but mm. it it has less guilt yes that's and, exactly yeah, right and then the alcohol like soju is like I don't know how the, what the percentage of soju is but then mm. 18% exactly yeah. it's like drinking vodka man but then it's uh, maybe so, not but yes but, but, it, I mean, <laughs> but it's so much cheaper than like drinking finding something with the with the same amount of, of, of alcohol level and the how clean it tastes. Yeah. So people, I don't know. That's I think that's also why it's so popular. Because mm. I don't know. Maybe we're just fooling ourselves into eating healthier, but still <laughs> holding on to our or just make a judgment to eat more Korean food. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Frame right. it as as healthy. Yeah, pretty much. And I know you've been shing, uh, you what? know. <laughs> don't talk, stare at me to, like that. To talk about <laughs> K-pop, so Korean. <laughs> yeah. And I did a crash course last night just so I can, you know, relate more in this conversation. I watched the Netflix special of uh, Blackpink. And my first impression was, oh, my God, they really had to undergo a lot of training. These girls are are really dedicated into their craft Mm. that they left schooling when they were maybe 16 years old and went to a training school and became close friends with these three, uh, four girls. Mm. And so it's not just the art that they're portraying. It's not just the fun, the vibe. It's also the friendship. You can see clearly from them that they are really close. And I think that's why I think, I feel that Filipinos like K-pop culture, not just because of the music, but because what resonated with us is, you know, the the, the friendship that they Mm. actually have. Is that something? Do you agree with that? No, no, no. I agree with you. I mean, like... Music, the music, of course, you can't deny how like it's it's like the music is great, visuals are amazing, production value is very high. So you can't really you can't rag them on not trying enough or actually creating a very very good product. But then, because of how efficient and how amazing everything is, like every boy band girl band that comes out of K-pop has a sort of like a base level of like, this is how good you should be. But then the thing that differentiates them is actually the other side of the coin, which is what you said, like the friendship or the relationship between the members and also the relationship within the fans. So it's not, yeah, it's not just the music, but then also the kind of community that they create with with their fans or within the group as well gotcha. that, that appeals to a lot of people. I mean, because right now, like, K-pop's very global. I mean, it's it's enough to actually warrant a Netflix documentary yes, exactly. about a band, right? Yeah, and, and I agree with that. And maybe from Nari's perspective, how popular is it in Korea to become a K-pop star? Like, for, for me, knowing that those girls actually let go their education mm. to, to be fully on board with training to become a K-pop star. How about you? When you were younger, you know, did you consider becoming a K-pop trainee and... <laughs> eventually land a career well personally i wasn't too interested in in being part of the entertainment business mm-hmm. uh, i do grew up as seeing a lot of k-pop stars and 
I did see a lot of girls or boys, they wanted to pursue their career as a um, K-pop star or just like actor or actress even. I mean, I know that a lot of like teenagers in Korea, they would want to apply for this trainee position. Like, even though it doesn't guarantee anything at mm. that moment yeah. when you join as a trainee, mm-hmm. but still they would at least try because eventually if you become a big star like a Blackpink or BTS... Mm. You'll make a lot of money and your life gets easier. And that's all the media is showing, right? Media only shows the successful ones. And that just leads or influences the teenagers to like, oh, maybe I should try and I should also become a K-pop star and just make a lot of money. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's pretty like prevailing ideas between teenagers in Korea. I've read some articles and I've heard some news stories about how the Korean government really invests in the art sector. True. In Korea. And I want to understand, like, how that affects the mindset of, like, exactly, like, how, how Reyes asked, like, how that affects the mindset of young people in, in terms of when they're going through school or trying to choose their careers in the future, that how viable is a career in entertainment? And, yeah, like, is that yeah. a real option for them to pursue? I think that's a really good point. Um, as a government, they're promoting the K-pop as a one Korean culture, um, I think the main reason they're doing it because it's already been successful mm. with some some of the cases like BTS and Blackpink like, and, and so on, and some of the like SM K-pop stars idols. But government is too promoting it as a like a culture thing. If you look into the media, then there will be a lot of like um, K-pop successful stories, and you're just basically exposed for that, right? Mm. Because you see so many like audition programs and a lot of successful cases around you, then that will just influence you to be like, oh my God, I should also apply for it. Like, if I liked singing and dancing, then I should just go for it. And I feel like it it does influence. I want to touch on what Nari mentioned about what media is showing is just the plus side. It's the success stories. But what we don't see or what it's not, what's not clearly perceivable is the failures as well. Mm. So it's a very tough process. There, it's a long road, years in fact, of training. And then the question becomes, what if you jump on board, you, you dropped out of school, tried becoming a K-pop star through these production companies, but what if you fail? I think 99%, or yeah. maybe that's extreme, but 90%. <laughs> 90% fails, right? Fails. And, and it, then be- it becomes an, an especially harder life for you because you've already maybe sacrifice two three years of schooling oh not even not even because like like there would be trainees who would have been training for like what nine eight nine ten years years. ten years can you imagine that like if you started at 13 or 14 and then after 10 years you're 23 24 that's like at the very cusp of like if if you don't debut now, you're you're not gonna debut at all unless you're you're going for like a niche market of yeah. a certain age. And there's like a competition. So for example, if you when you sign your contract to be a trainee, if you know that after ten years of training period you get to be a star, then I mean who would not sign for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what's gonna happen after ten years of efforts. That's right. But most of the times once you sign it, you don't even know what's gonna happen to you. You just become a trainee for like multiple years yeah who knows how long it would go mm. and you also go into the competition within the other trainees yes oh. because mm. k-pop star is not just for everyone it's exactly for limited 
I mean, if you look, yeah, people. if you look at entertainment agencies, you can look at their trainee roster as a stable, mm. a stable of artists that they're that they're cultivating, that they're nurturing. Like, because like, I mean, you give up school, but then you're also learning a new skill, which is singing, yeah. songwriting, dancing, learning a new language, and then you get tested what every week, every month, and then with every test, people get cut, people get. I don't know, um, recast into a different, um, what do you call this, line of learning or whatever, some other stuff. And then they're going to plan to debut a group and then they're just going to pick from the stable of which ones are the best candidates. And then they slowly just like, not necessarily eliminate. <laughs> but <laughs> It is eliminating. <laughs> and But then like through a series of tests and like see who's the best and the best, who has the best chemistry and then just, okay, this is the new unit. Mm. We'll polish you up for another few months and then we'll debut you as a new group. Yeah, let's talk about that. You mentioned what's who has the best chemistry. So first of all, let's close that idea that this is not for everyone um, there's a lot of people who wants to be a k-pop star but the, the screening process is so rigorous you have to have the right s- skill set for you to be on top but that's common across any country like mm. in the u.s hollywood you went to la la probably has that similar con- uh, culture as well where a lot of people want it but only a few gets it but what's different in korean pop culture is the chemistry and mm. you're right from watching the documentary in netflix i saw that there are very strict rules. Say you're already one group. Mm. They're living in the same quarters. There, there are a lot of rules. They can't drink. They can't, you know, date someone. No boyfriend or girlfriend. And that's because they, you know, they are an investment of YG. Mm. And so they need to be protective of their investment. They need to be together. And and to me, it's a good thing because it also shies them away from bad influences, influences uh. which is very common in, in any other countries. You would see artists, you know, because of bad influences, they were dragged onto a different direction. A dr- different direction. But if you're a group, a K-pop group, you're friends. I mean, if the, these rules are, are so also to protect you mm, true, as true, a person. Yeah. So, so to me, that's, that's something that I think really... What what sets K-pop different from any other mm-hmm. art group? But then I wouldn't say that it's like or a foolproof process because there have been artists or groups or like certain personalities within a group that would still stray due to bad influences. Yeah, maybe because of success and maybe the the, the company didn't monitor hard enough. Yes, <laughs> and some careers have been ruined because of that. <laughs> In general, yes. Mm. In general, that is the idea that they wanna like protect the investment and make sure that the the image is clean and the image is what they're portraying properly. But you, Max, and, you follow BTS. Yes, I do. So BTS is like the arm uh, you are an army of officially, yes. officially an officially army. Officially in in different <laughs> globally and in Japan. <laughs> How did you as a Filipino get to know BTS and okay. why do you think you know, you're so hooked onto their oh man. phenomenon. Oh man. Yeah. Do you have like 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make time. Is 45 minutes enough? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be enough. But like, okay, I'll, I'll give you the gist of the story. So my sister was into K-pop. So we share a bedroom. So anything that she does, I would be unknowingly involved. So she was a VIP. She loved Big Bang. But then she got really sad because... Um, she got into them too late. Because um, like 
the the guys were gonna like top, military military service. They're supposed actually. to go to military. Exactly. That's top. when your sister. Yeah. So, so top was gonna go to the, the to the military already. So so the the activities were winding down. So she got super sad. So to fill the void, she tried looking for a new group to ah. invest in. So she found BDS. Can we expound on the military thing? I don't oh, know yeah. something about that. Sure, w- why is that? that? Yeah. So in Korea, men in Korea, mm. uh, they're obliged to go to the military for one year and ten month. I think it okay. used to be longer, but I think it got shortened um, less than two years for from, now. From from what age? Um, from legally nineteen or twenty. Gotcha. But and then you it's, have it's just one until, year and a until thir- half until thirty. So there's like a window. Yeah. Okay. Until 30, you have to go and serve your service. Let's just say two years. Yeah. So, My brother is actually in the military now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's why it's detrimental to the career no, yeah, yeah, because they have true. to kind of they have to, stop. They have to or, leave. Because uh. technically, like, if, we, if we're going to dive into like Korean history, mm. Korea is still at war, mm. technically mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. There's just a ceasefire for the past, what, 60 years yeah. or something. And so technically, everybody's still at high alert. Mm. So every able-bodied man in Korea from between the ages of 19 to 30 yeah 30 should, 32 yeah, yeah should conscript themselves mm. for at least two years gotcha. or less usually what happens with like K-pop boy groups mm. they would stave this off for as long as they can <laughs> Yeah, because like think about it, tw- between twenty to thirty, that's the period that you are most like healthy and like you can make your most peak. Of money. Your yeah. peak. Yeah, that's what happened. Like with Big Bang, my sister really liked mm. them, but then one of the older members needed to go to the military because he was gonna turn thirty, and mm. if you didn't go, you'll get arrested or something. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So there's a few exceptions. Like if you won great honor for the country, like a gold medal in the Olympics, Olympics or yeah, something mm. like that, or you won a great award i think there was actually like a petition for like bts to be <laughs> exempted from the military no, um, no 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 they the military needs them because they're bulletproof right but big bang what happened to them so the the, the lead the, the older guy had so there are four of them so one of them had to go and then the next two went and then the other one so right now they're gone they're like disbanded no they're not disbanded they're just uh, the 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 group is in hiatus um technically speaking officially speaking they're in hiatus because they're in the military but then i think most of them got out already yeah they i think they're all like got out they got out now so but because but they all have successful solo careers anyway yeah exactly like it's pretty common for like a k-pop stars um when they started their career early 20s as a group and after like 10 years like some goes military and so on then they start to pursue a career as a solo artist ah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that their group is gone mm-hmm. the group is there but they would pursue their career as a solo artist more it, mm. it makes sense i mean that's the best way to spend your time whilst yes. the group is still not you know physically available so for bts Mm-mm. have they gone to no they haven't, they haven't? Okay. no but then it's near it's close it's close <laughs> it's close so okay back to my story about yes. how i got into bts so my sister right tried to fill the void that big bang was gonna make um with bts so music was there I kind of was familiar with who they were because she would like show me the music videos and she'd like point out who the guys were and like, and then my sister went to their concert. She got like the highest year ticket, which had a high touch. So my sister has touched BTS. Ooh. And by association, I have touched her. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I have technically you touched can't it. imagine this this year. <laughs> <laughs> so she also got our little cousin into it. That little cousin of mine was uh, graduating elementary school, and what she wanted for her graduation gift was to get to go to a BDS concert. Mm-hmm. And this was in the Philippines. This was in the Philippines, yeah. and so her mom gave her a condition that she she can only go if me or my sister could go ah. with her. And my sister was like, "I'm good. Like I've seen them up close. I've touched them." Touched She's like, "I'm done with yeah, this. <laughs> my quota has been filled. I'm okay." But then I was like super into it because I've heard stories about the production level of these things are like mind blowing. Like even if you're not into K-pop, you would appreciate the, the effort and the work that go into the shows. And the how how they've curated the whole thing for you to enjoy it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, sign me up. I'll go with her. We didn't pay for like the high tier tickets. We were like semi nosebleed seats. Uh, general admission. Yeah. Semi nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> we were we we're a little up there, mm. but we could see them. They were like maybe like two inches high when we could see them. <laughs> so we got there. I was like, yes, let's watch, and it was amazing. Like from from like I wasn't a fan yet, but I was like, wow, the production value is amazing. Fireworks, explosions, lights, wow. That's what all I can say. The thing that got me was, I felt like threatened. <laughs> huh? I felt threatened by these men, and I'm like, who do you think you are? You you think you're the only one who can sing and mm-hmm, dance like mm-hmm. that? Do you think you're the only you one? You got challenged. Yeah, I got challenged for some reason. Like I like who 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 do you think you are? <laughs> Do you think you are? BTS didn't challenge her. Yeah. She it challenge was challenged by. Her. I was like, who do these guys think they are? Like uh-huh. that was like the feeling that I got coming out of the concert. Like I'm like, screw these guys. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own K-pop career uh-huh. kind of thing. So th- th- it's such a strange experience because I felt not necessarily inspired, but it kind of they made me want to like. I'm gonna quit my job. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys I can also do. You were pretty serious that time, right? Yeah, I was super <laughs> serious about it that time. Seriously? No, yeah, because like that happened on a weekend, and the Monday that I came to work, I stood from my chair. I'm like, everybody, drop whatever you're doing. I have an announcement, <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. What? I don't want to work <laughs> in this company anymore because I want to start my K-pop career. Wow! And of course, people started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but natural reaction natural reaction yes. yes but I'm like I know you guys are laughing right now mm-hmm. but I will need your help I need a team I need fans <laughs> I need fans so to start with to start with I need fans so I was talking to my team of like how many were we like 10 or 15 people I need fans I need volunteers who wants to be my fans and of course like we're Filipino so like we would just ride on anything fun right so there, I, I had like three hands go up I'm like okay fans People started volunteering. Okay, I'll be your choreographer. I'll be your whatever. Okay, guys, we need to do this procedure um, and a proper procedure. I'm going to learn Korean first. Mm. And also, I need to like brush up on my skills as a dancer. Yeah. And also my singing. So No, your singing is all right, I think. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, give it a few months, guys, yeah. and then let's see what happens. Of course, so it became like a running joke in our team that I have a K-pop career. I see. Trainee. I'm a trainee. You're I'm a trainee. trainee. And they're like, Max, aren't you too old to be a trainee? <laughs> and I'm like, Ouch. okay, first of all, Sandara Park. Mm-hmm. Sandara Park, yes. <laughs> Sandara she Park. was very popular. She she was very she's very popular in the Philippines, but I use her as a case study because mm. she got into it super late. I think she got into YG when she was like twenty one or twenty two. Mm. Is is that why their name is 
to anyone? No, it no? wasn't. It does not <laughs> revolve around her. Okay, okay, sorry. But, I don't think so. But she maybe. got in, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But then yeah, she got in. She was in her twenties when she got into the agency, and she became a trainee. And then she debuted when she was like twenty four or twenty five. And I'm like, okay, fine. I might be twenty eight when this was happening <laughs> already. But you don't. You don't know. I might be popular with a certain niche market that we don't know about. So, so that's how it started. Like my interest in BTS, it was like more about like knowing your enemy. Mm. Kind of. So I started researching. Scout so I, the competition. Yes, exactly. So I started watching more music videos, gotcha. watching like compilations. Like I fell down the rabbit hole, and now like I'm spending money on their merchandise. So, <laughs> so you, yeah. so you, you lost the challenge. You eventually became an army. A, yeah, a I fell in love with the enemy. Mm. That's pretty much what happened. So th- there's there's that syndrome, right? Yeah. Prisoner syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Stockholm no, okay, so, syndrome, okay? Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> so I cannot I can imagine if you were if you went through with your K-pop career, mm. the name of your group would be 28. 28. <laughs> I started when mm. I was 28. So army, army yeah. Is for as a singular person, you're yeah. an army. You can That's, say it's an acronym. Acro- oh wow! What so, does it stand for? Oh my god! This is like it's like using like somebody's birth certificate name. I it's, didn't know it was acronym. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. really cringy. It's really okay. cringy. Like how I remember like how Bangtan was really when they were they when they debuted they were like super shy about their name because it wasn't very cool. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> army is also not a very cool okay. name. That's why we always use army. Is we it don't in use Korean? The, no, no, no. It's in English. Okay, actually. what is it? Adorable mm-hmm. representative. What? Okay. MC <laughs> for you. What MC? <laughs> it's so cringy. It is. So we don't use it. We don't. Use it. <laughs> I think they could. Co- they could have come up with better ones. I know. Yeah. They should have. We, we've talked about you know how you became a fanatic of BTS, and clearly you've mentioned fanatic. number one. Production value. And yes. I, I, I can sense that because they've trained for it. They've harnessed a lot of skills just so, you know, they're, they're presentable to the people. Dancing, singing, rapping, yes. all of these things, yes. right? And it's like ASAP, but multiplied exponentially. <laughs> I don't know. It's like ASAP. Because oh. ASAP is like, okay, it's like, man. Yeah. But, but, but these guys, they really train for it. Like they've, oh, yeah. they've risked a lot of things to do that and it's you know it's obvious when you see them on stage they really own their performance they know what they're doing they're like it's it's a skill that's been crafted and improved over the years so mm-hmm. that's why i can see why you you really like the performance even though the language that they use sometimes mm. it's something that we don't understand right it's always something that we don't understand <laughs> yeah so that that, that that part kind of puzzled me mm. like, how can somebody fall in love in a performance without really understanding what they're saying. But then I realized music is a the language of soul, right? It doesn't mm. need a language, a common language to convey the feeling, the emotion. No, true. Yes. And that's the explanation that I got. Oh yes, I understand mm. now. And also like part of my my interest and and like how why I'm into BTS is I think is part of the initial my initial introduction to them. Right, that whole like they challenge me. Mm-hmm. Like whenever, whenever I see them singing, then I know this sounds crazy, but whenever I see them performing or like just like showing up on TV and like being who they are and mm. like I'm I'm giving my best, I feel like 
I feel like, oh man, I'm so lazy. I should be better than what I am now. So like they inspire me and challenge me to be like, Max, you gotta like yeah. kick yourself in the butt and like do better, be better. Yeah. Because these guys are being better. And is that, the best is that something common to like a fan in Philippines <laughs> <laughs> to be challenged by the K-pop stars? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. And eventually fall in love. <laughs> Maybe? I don't maybe I don't know maybe but for me my personal experience with BTS is that this is because they inspire me to be mm. a better person oh. and oh. because I see the their work their work ethic and how much passion they have for the things that they do like nothing is half assed mm. they whole ass everything when I see them do that themselves on TV on in concerts in the movies wherever it inspires me to do the same that's actually a really good yeah. side of K-pop it it inspires people to do more to be a better person and and that's good that's really cool mm-hmm. if that's the same effect to the millions of filipinos that are fans of bts then yeah i'm, I'm fully mm. on board i hope so i hope so mm. and maybe because k-pop as a culture is a representative of getting success through hard work mm. and y- you'll see that because they really worked hard for it and for us filipinos we're suckers for that whenever we see a rags to riches story. We always subscribe to it because it's it's part of our culture to to hope for the best and really work hard to achieve it. Mm. And if we see somebody become successful because of that, if you started from scratch and you're able to become successful in life, it's inspirational to almost all Filipinos. I didn't realize this becomes a, a very serious. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is gonna be lighthearted? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> very good representation of of Korean. Pop culture, yes. I think. N- now we, we can't we can't talk about anything else. Then there's there's not there's no other topic about K-pop culture that would top that. Really? Yeah, I think so. Really? Oh. oh, wait, wait. Let's okay. Fine. K-pop as a culture, it inspires us. Maybe let's t- take a look at specific uh, Korean culture practices that we we are inclined to follow or we are influenced. Um, one example would be. Simplicity, right? Uh, I mean, K-pop is one edge of the spectrum, but whenever I see Koreans on the street, they're very, I don't know, simple when they are dressing. Like in fashion. In fashion, yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree. Like, it's there are not many, like, um, layers that yes. you put on or, like, uh, excessive accessories or makeups or, like, um, bright, colorful, like, um, stuffs on your, on your body. I think, I don't know, Korean fashion trend these days, it's just, like, a very clean neat mm. simple like representation of 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 you who you are um a lot of people prefer like a monotone colors like rather earth than like colors a, yeah. yeah whereas in japan you see a lot of like excessive like accessories or dress yes, like, mm, yes actually girls. yeah 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 oh that's pretty true i mean when it comes yeah. to the businessman it's always monotone but yeah. like in the casually street, yeah. casually like it would be a bit more excessive here yeah so i, I like that image but but aside from the fashion and all that, I like the Korean culture of being you know they they take care of their themselves like um, they they have uh, a lot of uh. beauty products and it's not beauty products it's actually I don't know how to say that Cosme- like, not what not Cosme- cosmetics like um like reju- rejuvenating beauty routine beauty routine <laughs> and and to me like oh my god we need to take care of ourselves and oh no think- yeah that's actually I noticed that too like in terms of like of all cultures in the world I think Koreans are the most successful like in terms of self caring yeah i like self care like yeah like a grooming yourself yeah, yes. yeah, yeah make yeah. yourself look good but not in very like excessive way yes it doesn't feel like vanity no 
when it comes to like Korean self care, like when you're like putting toner and then ampules, ampules. And then, I, I don't know that. <laughs> there's like a whole like steps kind of thing. Because like if you're gonna do it outside, like in the Philippines or like other countries, it feels like wow, you're really vain that you want to like mm-hmm. take care mm-hmm. of your skin like that. But then when it comes to like in Korea, it feels like it's really part of the culture that you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not any representation of some sort of like narcissism or no, vanity. it's not. But it's really just, it's like bathing. Yeah. It's, or, or like eating healthy. It's just to take a care way of, your of, own, right? of respecting yourself. So yeah, yeah that's, that's really cool. I really like that. My experience with these things is when we visited uh, Seoul for our honeymoon. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, and then... When was it? Uh, five, six years ago. And then we went on a shop and it was this kind of cosmetic shop. And they gave us face masks. For free, right? For free. For like free. a sample. A sample. I love it. I was like, oh, okay, this is free. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have to buy anything. Yeah, that's yours. And then when we were back in the hotel, I tried it. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> it's so cool to the face. And when, when I was done applying it, like yeah. the following morning, I, oh, my God, I feel so rejuvenated. I don't know. Maybe it's a placebo effect, but I really feel my face was softer. It's like, oh. This it really works. has to be, it works. <laughs> it works. So yeah. I don't know what the secret is, but Korean mask and the beauty products are something, right? Yeah. It's, it's big, big thing. In, it is a big thing. And outside of the outside of Korea, um, I remember, um, maybe two years ago, so I visited Manila for my business trip, and I had um, my my colleagues who were working as a as a one team. Um, we we're in the different locations, but we were working in the same business, and. Before I visited, I remember she was asking, Nare, could you get me some Korean mask, please? <laughs> okay. And I was so surprised. Like, like the mask mask, the beauty mask, or like a face mask? <laughs> what kind of mask are you asking? And she's like, the, the beauty mask, the, the Korean like beauty mask that you put on before you go to bed. I'm like, sure. And she was very particular and specific <laughs> about which mask type wow. she wanted to have. She was into this snail product. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, it's very jello. We and probably very have sticky. that there. Yeah, yeah, the snail we one. We have the gold-colored one yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah, it was a very pleasant like surprise, you know, yeah. to me. So I got like a bunch of it and sent it to her. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love it. Do you subscribe to it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, no, I, I didn't do like Korean skincare before. I only started what? Four years ago? Mm-hmm. Pretty late at the game. But it really did change my life. Because... I have really dry skin and I would only use soap to wash my face before. And then, oh, yeah, man, this is bad. And now, like, yeah, I do like a whole like toner, lotion, ampule, whatever business. You know, the funny thing is like for the guys who are not too familiar on the makeups or like beauty cares, mm-hmm. um, even for Korean guys, um, when, when they see like a girls um, put a lot of layers on their skincare and put a lot of products on the beauty makeup and they see the final result and it doesn't really show on your face Mm. when it's done right Mm. when you see like a korean girl's like nicely dressed Mm. if you see her face she clearly puts some makeup on but it's not too vivid it's not like too obvious that you put makeup or you put a lot of effort on the skincare but that's actually the secret of the korean beauty i think beauty care Mm -mm. like you put a lot of things not to reveal that you're putting a lot of efforts in it Yes, actually, na, if you're looking at Western beauty standards, right? It's all about contouring. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's about contouring. Like showing off. Yes, like, con- like contour that nose, those cheekbones, pop those eyes out kind of business. So like 
when they wash their faces, they look like completely different people. <laughs> but then, like in Korean skincare or Korean beauty, I think what they're investing in is the actual face. Like mm-hmm. w- they're investing in what you have. It's not about changing it, but it's about enhancing it and making it last longer. Yes, that's also why I've seen Nare with makeup and without makeup, mm. and she looks like she looks the same. Not that I'm saying that makeup. That's a compliment. That's a compliment, right? That's what I want to. Exactly. Be seen. Like not saying like if you look if you look bad when you have makeup on, you look bad when you have makeup. No, it's like you're you're really just using your own face as the actual foundation, and when you put layer those things on, you're really just enhancing what you have, and not tricking people into thinking you're a different person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, it's not deception. It's not. It's not like yeah. catfishing. So it's it's great. <laughs> I was just I really what I really like about it. And once you're like what ten years down the road, I would think if you're consistently keeping up with your routine, you would retain the same like elasticity and like um, structures in your face far longer mm. than people who don't. That's do actually the a really thing. good point because I think a lot of Korean people who are taking care of their skin or mm. skincare. They do see like 10 years or 20 years, what's going to happen to my skin. Mm. That's why they're always putting a lot of efforts to be prepared for when you get older and there's nothing you can do by that. Exactly. And also it's less, I mean, from a lady's point of view, when when you take care of your skin really well, it's less effort to actually put makeup on because yeah. you don't have to cover up a lot of things. That's true. You don't have to correct a lot of stuff. So a lot of people would comment on... You know, perhaps Koreans. Oh, they really aged well. It didn't come naturally. It's they the really, kimchi. they really. Aside from the kimchi that they eat, they really take good care uh, of their skin. And and for closing, maybe final words from you. And if people want to contact you, if wow. they have uh, questions about what you've said, if they <laughs> if they need proof that indeed Nare has <laughs> looked the same, or, she, she's or actually Korean. want to see the actual photo of yeah. the speaker. Yeah, perhaps uh, tell us where can we find you in social wow. media and your social media handles. Thank you, Ray. So you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is muxmax. It's M-U-C-K-S-M-A-X. Max Max. Max Max. I would drop my LinkedIn, but no, it's all right. <laughs> As for business, this is not business, guys. So I'll just drop my Instagram. So there, you can you can catch me there. You know, I, I have a lot of stories and I don't really post that much, but yeah. But I, recently you have been. I, no, 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 I'm enjoying yeah. your stories. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I really try to curate those really yeah. well. <laughs> Whenever I get a chance, I put a heart on it. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, I, I reply with another heart. I know. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Max. How about Nari? To be honest, I don't do social media. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, I, I used to do Instagram, but these days I try to like not to use social media that much. Mm. Just like a personal, you know, goal. Gotcha. But if you guys have any questions, please send it to Ray, mm-hmm. your email. Then I would be happy to answer those questions through Ray. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much again, guys, for this conversation. That's all we have. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.